My name is Emma Martin, and this is the Lazy Keto Mum Podcast. If you are looking for help with keto and low carb, you have come to the right place. <laughs> not going to like me very much in a minute. Are you struggling eating between meals? Do you have cravings? Have you got belly fat? Got any of those little skin tags, you know, the bits that hang off you? Are you hangry? Do you get moody? Do you get crabby? Do you have no willpower? Do your joints hurt? Have you got trouble sleeping? Are you waking up, like going to bed and then waking up in the middle of the night? Do you have problems losing fat? Is some of your skin changing colour, particularly around your neck? Are you having menopause symptoms? Maybe you are hangry. Um, Maybe you've got tingling feet and fingers. If so, if you have more than a couple of these, you have insulin resistance. But the good news is you can actually reverse that and you can reverse it really quickly. If you do not take the steps to reverse it, you end up with diabetes, brain fog, anxiety, depression, tremors, strokes, hormone imbalance, menopause symptoms, PCOS, dementia, Alzheimer's. So cheerful. That is what you can look forward to if you don't do something about it. But what I want you to understand is that actually it isn't your fault. It's our stupid food pyramid. You are on the journey that is different to 90% of the world. They do not understand. So what's keto? Keto has been around for 200 years, more. They used it to treat epilepsy. It's being used to treat diabetes and become more insulin sensitive. And it's all to do with blood sugar. Keto is a real food lifestyle. Rather than a fad, it's exactly how our ancestors would have eaten. Here's the thing. And and if you've read my book, you've probably seen this. If you've been on my coaching, you've seen this as well. But basically when we eat food, our pancreas releases insulin unless you're a type 1 diabetic. And over years and years and years of raising blood sugar, raising blood sugar, raising blood sugar, our cells become insulin resistant. Go back before insulin resistance. What happens is insulin is literally the key to the lock of the fat cell. So when you have blood sugar, it's poisonous. High blood sugar is toxic to humans and many mammals. So your pancreas releases insulin. Insulin opens the door to the cell. The fat goes in, which it's stored as fat, but it's from sugar. It's stored and then it's locked. With insulin in your bloodstream, i.e. raised blood sugar, you cannot burn your own fat stores. It is biologically impossible. Survival mechanism. Now, what happens is when your body has cleared that blood sugar, it stored it all. Now you've got no glycogen because it's done a really good job. Now, glycogen and glucose, it's been stored. And now your body and your brain's like, oh, man, where am I going to get this energy from? 
you end up on this vicious cycle. You eat more fast um, choice food and we're driven to actually do that to survive. What happens with blood sugar during the day is you're on this freaking roller coaster. In the morning, we might have toast. On that, we might put some margarine, some inflammatory oil. We might spread some jam on that. What's just happened is we've spiked our blood sugar first thing in the morning. Enter insulin, clears it away, and now we're hungry again. It's not your fault. It's how we were taught to eat. Eat toast, eat cereal, eat porridge, eat oats. We're taught that this stuff is good for us. Then it happens again. Oh, no, but wait, three meals a day is is not enough. Now you're going to snack twice. You're elevating your insulin. So now you're elevating insulin pretty much for the whole of your waking day and you wonder why you're tired. It's just a vicious cycle. When you start to up your healthy fats, first thing in the morning and you lower your carbohydrates, all of a sudden you've got this sustainability. That's where you can start to do some intermittent fasting and that's where you can start to push out those fasting windows. What's keto? It's real food. If you go to your doctor and they say, you say you're doing keto, oh, my God, it's going to kill you. Just go, okay, well, if I'm eating fish and cooking it in some healthy fats and I'm off sugar and I'm eating real food could you please tell me how that's not good for me (laughs) they can't they they can't answer there are some amazing people studying this space there's research happening all over the place right now they've proven that fat doesn't make you fat that was proven 20 years ago it's just that it's taken a long time to catch up there are people studying this for athletic performance there are people studying this for anxiety and depression alzheimer's there are plenty of people in this space doing research so i promise you it's not going to kill you when we restrict starchy carbs and sugars and carbohydrates are sugar they are one division away from sugar Sugar is toxic. Enter insulin storage mode. When you restrict your carbs, your body uses what it's stored in the liver and the muscles. And what happens is once you've done that, so the liver makes ketones, what happens is those ketones use your fat as a fuel source. So the fatty acids start to convert. And now you're switching over into burning. But that can take some time. Everyone's different. Super metabolically flexible these days. So it happens to for me within a couple of hours, actually. But at the start of your journey, it might take you a couple of days. You've heard about cheat days. Cheat days become cheat weeks. And my theory is that you are better to cheat using something like a keto cheesecake or a fat bomb or a cookie dough ball. And have that as your cheat. You can reintroduce stuff later. If you have cheat days, you're sabotaging yourself for the first three days of the week, four days of the week, while you get back into ketosis, unless you're drinking ketones. It's that simple. So the brain loves ketones. Ketones are a signaling molecule and ketones set off cascades in your body. And that's one of the reasons keto is terrific for hormones. Basically, ketones don't just burn your fat. They set off inflammatory reduction and all kinds of cool things as well because that's what we're geared to do. The reason we believe fat is bad for us is because of Ansel Keys and his cherry-picked study. What he did was he had 22 countries that he 
researched. So he had a hypothesis about blood cholesterol being the same as dietary cholesterol. And they started looking for the reason President Eisenhower was having a heart attack. But what he did was he picked seven countries. Our food pyramid is based on that. (laughs) And it, it became law. And it's a big, big ship to turn around. Our goal is to flip over that metabolic switch. And some of you have already done that. Some of you are living that way. When you're living that way, you can be, you're less impulsive. You make better choices because you're not chasing that food hunt all the time. Most of you know about the keto food pyramid. It's basically upside down. Bottom, we have healthy fats. One of the simplest things you can do is switch from milk to cream in your coffee. You can switch over to from your sweeteners as well. So here's your healthy meats and fats, above the ground veggies, dairy, eggs, scrambled eggs, best breakfast ever, and nuts and seeds. And nuts and seeds in relative moderation. Having said that, don't sweat it. Now, I wanted to share this with you. It's a postcard that I actually got when I wrote my book. And it says, I'll read it to you, but it's stuck on my laptop and it says, two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less travelled and that has made all the difference. Right now, you guys are ahead of the world in your understanding of nutrition and your understanding of blood sugar. You might be kind of going, but I'm going to teach you about some of that stuff. Some of you will already know it, but it's really important with keeping you on we're going to talk about Tetris and freedom, like freedom from food hunts, etc. My name's Emma Martin. This is my fourth year doing keto. Have I fallen off? Yes. Have I lost weight? Yes. Am I still going? Yes. And I was talking to Amanda the other day about sharing my journey. And I'm so grateful that I did because those of you that have been following me from the start know how much I shared and, and I've shared not only my wins, but my struggles. The reason I'm glad I've done that is because it has held me accountable. I'm not saying go and plaster it all over social media like I did. You can if you want. But when you go and share it with somebody, suddenly it's real. And when you speak it out, your brain goes, oh, right, they're serious. Better do that. This then becomes that lifestyle where hopefully you don't fall off. And if you do, the key is to get back on fairly quickly. But, you know, fat loss aside, The best benefit I've had are my balanced hormones. The gap I have when I'm dealing with Hannah. So Hannah is now nearly 18 and she's keto too. Neither of us are dead yet, but the way we communicate is so calm because she doesn't lose the plot. I'm calm. I come from a different place because I'm not subject to the mood swings that I used to have. You can look forward to balanced menopause type stuff as well. That is something that was unexpected. And for you, there are going to be unexpected bonuses. Those are the benchmarks that are precious because fat loss, you can see it, right? But it's the stuff that you can't see that is the most impactful. Your joints not being sore anymore your ability to not food hunt, 
your ability to go a bit longer and make it through the shops without grabbing a donut. It's all of those little things that are so important to benchmark, the way you feel, the way you cope. So sure, fat loss is a really important goal, but the other benchmarks are as significant. The further through this you go, the more of those you start to see and the more they amp up. I found keto about four years ago. I cheated. I feel like I cheated because it was a bit easy. I started with ketones and I just stupidly thought I could drink them and eat donuts at the same time and lose weight. Turns out it didn't quite work like that, but they did cut my cravings massively. And then I started going, oh, my God, what am I going to eat? Because I didn't want the bread anymore and I didn't want the pasta anymore. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I actually going to eat? And I still drink ketones to this day. Now, it's your choice. You can do it with or without. I'm not going to push them on you. All I'm saying is they changed my life and they are the reason I'm here. I started going, wow, if I'm eating all this cream and I'm eating all this fat and I'm eating, you know, all the things they've said we shouldn't do, what's going on? And so I started researching, I did my diploma of nutrition, and then when COVID hit, I did my Eric Berg coaching course. So I'm a qualified keto coach, a nutritionist, and now published author. So that's kind of cool. My why, and I would encourage you to think about yours, why are you doing this? My why is to help people understand how simple it actually is and to teach people the littlest changes that make the biggest differences. And to simplify it. Because you Google keto, not only are you going to die, there's tons of information coming at you. I am not a keto purist. I think life has to happen. And if it means using some sweeteners to get you through, then I say go for it. Later down the track, if you're struggling, maybe that's something we can tweak. I reckon this has to be sustainable. So I follow lazy keto. I'm getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner as my journey progresses, but you do you. Don't let somebody else tell you what you can and you can't have. Piece of cheesecake is not negotiable for you. Find another way to make a sugar-friendly cheesecake. If you take it away completely, I don't know about you, but if, I, if somebody takes it away from me, I want it more. Give it to me. <laughs> Let's talk about some myths, which you guys probably already know. Number one, fat makes you fat. It does not make you fat. Sugar makes you fat and carbs make you fat. And the reason they make you fat is because they spike your insulin. So insulin clears the blood sugar. And in the presence of insulin, we cannot burn our own fat storage. Fat is needed for brain to build cells and cell walls. It is so vitally important. And you can look forward to fingers moving, knees getting better, and inflammation dropping as you eat healthy fats. Eat less, move more is wrong. I am not the person that's going to be telling you to go and do crazy workouts. I do subscribe to you going for some walks and moving a bit more and doing some incidental exercise, park at the other end of the shops. But right now, I just want you to move a little bit more, dance with the broom, put some music on, smile, get out in the sunshine, get some vitamin D and just move a little bit. Crazy workouts will sabotage you. everyone's probably like yay if you like exercise don't stop you're just basically going to make yourself really hungry as you're switching over I I walk for 20 20 minutes a day not every day today I've been at the markets early this morning I've been moving so that's my moving today but just move a little bit more calories in and calories out 
having a fight with my housemate over this one because he's a personal trainer. And some of you probably saw my live. I'm like, it's the type of calorie. I don't want you to calorie count. Just understand that portions are not, I mean, they're important, but they're not what makes you store fat. Picture this. If you have a tray of donuts, Krispy Kreme, because they're yummy, you could probably eat two or three of them, right? And you'd feel a bit sick afterwards, but you could. Could you eat two huge steaks? No. And it's all to do with satiety and hormones and leptin. Leptin is our satiety hormone. So it makes us full. Sugar bypasses that. Calories worth of donuts and an equal calories amount of steak, they're going to act really differently in your body. (laughs) They used to say, eat till you're full. I never could work out how to do that. And there's a reason for that. And it's because of what I was just saying about leptin. Sugar and carbohydrates bypass leptin. And leptin is the hormone that tells us we're full. When you eat donuts and potato and bread and pasta and all the things we love, you don't get the full signal. And that's part of the issue, but it's also about the blood sugar. Salt. Salt is not bad for you. Salt is very necessary. And it's actually more dangerous to be under-salted than over-salted because if you're drinking plenty of water, your body can flush any extra sodium. Salt acts like a spark plug. The information they gave you was wrong. Salt is so important that our ancestors travelled for hundreds and hundreds of miles to find it. Every single morning for four years, I've been taking an eighth of a teaspoon of pink salt, big glass of water, And that knocks over my brain fog. If I have a headache, that knocks it over as well. So you actually can't really overconsume it. If it doesn't taste salty, you need salt. Cholesterol. I am not a doctor. I understand cholesterol. And what they told you about cholesterol is wrong. Healthy fats do not contribute to blood cholesterol. Cholesterol, like salt, is so vitally important, so important that our body makes it. Did you know that cholesterol is used in absorbing vitamin D into our bloodstream and into our cells? And not just that, the cholesterol, it's like like a firefighter at the scene of a fire. It was always there where the inflammation was. Cholesterol is at the scene of inflammation in your body because it's the healer. And it's used not just for vitamin D. And by the way, vitamin D is super important to our immune systems. Think about what's happening in the world right now. All of the people that are taking statins to lower their cholesterols, which by the way, there's no proof that it has had any positive impact on the human race at all. Healthy fats, dairy, unless you're dairy-free, avocado, coconut oil, coconut cream, coconut milk, macadamia oils, olive oil, butter, all of those things are healthy fats, animal fats. These fats are important in brain health. And they not only do they help with satiety and leptin, they actually help us build stable cells as opposed to seed oils. If you are still having seed oils, canola, sunflower, safflower, grapeseed, rapeseed. These oils are highly, highly toxic and they're highly inflammatory. 
If you still have them in your cupboard, please throw them out now. They're processed at very, very high temperatures and they are processed with solvents and chemicals. What happens is these seed oils, um, are, they're really unstable. Do you remember your grandma's dripping jar? It just, my grandma's used to last for ages and she'd keep adding to it and it wouldn't go off or rancid. Whereas these seed oils, that's what's happening in your body. They also carry elements of the hexanes and things that are used to process them. So you've got to get rid of those. Eat more real food, lowering numbers and ingredients. If you have packets in your cupboard with 83 ingredients, they are not going to serve you because your body just has to work out what to do with them. It is as simple maybe as this. Pick a protein, add a healthy fat above the ground veg. It is that simple. Pan fry salmon, butter above the ground veg. Add a bit of salt, add some spices, and you've got a really easy, delicious meal.